you are listening to the empowering indian expats podcast if you are an indian living abroad feeling stuck in an average 9 to 5 or a job or business that's not helping you reach your full potential this is the podcast to tune in where you will find your role models and learn from their dream struggle victory stories this is your host ehsan ali a long time it professional living in sydney australia who has made it his mission to find and unpack the stories the strategies and life lessons of successful and inspiring in an expats to help you and I reach our full potential i'm very excited to introduce you to our guest today sheetal is founder of a mobile game company called krikai games which created a mobile game for diy phone case design last year that went viral and has been downloaded about 90 million times Sheetal is one of the very few female entrepreneurs in the mobile gaming industry. So I'm keen to understand how she got in there, why she started her own company at the peak of her career when she was the chief marketing officer of a fast growing company. I also want to know a bit about the gaming industry, about her own business, what's driving her and what else I can learn from her journey. So without further ado, let's talk to Sheetal. Welcome to the Empowering Indian Expats podcast Sheetal. Hi Asan, how are you? Thank you for the opportunity and thanks for, you know, um, giving us uh, giving me a platform here. That's awesome. The pleasure is mine and uh, quite impressed with what you've been doing and that's the whole story we are going to uncover in this conversation. And how is the family coping up with the lockdown? I think it's gone up again. Uh, yes, I think we have hit another record today that just a bit crazy i i think for us we we are very comfortable working from home everybody is with their laptops we we meet at lunch we meet at dinner and we're back again in our own rooms and it's been i i think we're getting used to it, this kind of working from home and working it's been going on for a year and a half now for us so yeah i think the same same yeah. thing for me i'm more like used to it yeah. only thing is we don't get to see sun enough which is again a discipline that i can build and go out and you know get in the sun anyway so sheetal the reason um, i thought you'd be a very strong value add for the community on this podcast is you are one of the yeah. only female founders in mobile gaming industry that's true that's right yeah and you've been in the entrepreneurial world for last 2 years and if before that you had a, a good career in social media marketing uh that's that's something i want to understand your background and then i want to get yeah. into your entrepreneurial journey so well, why don't you start with what did you study and the uh, what all job or work you have done in the past for sure yeah thanks asan thanks again uh, for the opportunity here and i think it's very important for people uh, to hear and be encouraged in the whole idea of this was so that i can tell my story and have a platform like yours to to see that it is possible even with all the the covid situation and so on it's a bit of a background uh, on myself as i'm from hyderabad originally from from south, uh, south india i i got married and i got moved here i i'm i'm in i have more than a decade of experience in mobile advertising so when i say mobile advertising i'm not talking about the brands advertising and stuff so my expertise is specifically on performance marketing for mobile apps so, so is it the seo and pay per click Those it's paid advertising. It's paid advertising. 
uh, for mobile apps only. So that's been my experience. So uh, when mobile obviously is a massive space, but my expertise is getting users for the apps. As everybody, there's a ton of apps for any, any, any given category that you talk about. So my expertise is how to get users to the app and it's all paid acquisition. So how did you get into mobile paid advertising? <laughs> That's very interesting. So obviously I did my engineering back in India, got married, moved here. I was, uh, when I was in India, I was, I didn't, I didn't work there. So I got, I got married and moved here and my expert, my, my, my journey was around web advertising. So back in the days there was no mobile, there was, this was 2002, 2003. We were talking about, you know, advertising on the web, like, and that's when the SEO, SEM market uh, was massive. Like I, I did search engine optimization, getting users, like free users to the website, optimizing the, the thing, making sure the colors of the website are good. And that, that was, that, that's where it started. And in, that was in Sydney itself. Yes, it was in Sydney. So I, I mean, it was good, but my, Quickly, I was working on both graphic design and website design and, and the promotion of the websites as well. Why did you uh, choose uh, uh, this uh, area? Because what, what line of engineering had you done back home? Oh, uh, that's completely different. So I did my mechanical engineering. Mechanical. So that, yeah, exactly. And that was completely different to what I did. And I think the websites and the SEO was the trend back then. And it was super fascinating. Fascinating to see. And this was like when Google was, was just coming out, right? And the I whole see. search engine optimization was a brand new thing. Like how do users, how does the internet work? How do people search? And how do people like having a website was the first thing, right? And everybody yeah. uh, was getting into the groove of having a website, but having a website is not enough. How do you get users was the most fascinating thing for me. And I think that that was something a lot of people were focusing on the bigger chunk of, you know, how to do website, website design was massive, graphic design, multimedia, and those things were massive uh, back then. But I was more cons- more curious to know how do you get users? How to, how do you promote those websites that you have done? There's no point of having the most fanciest, the, the expensive website, but there's, if there's no users, there's no reason. And that's when the Google, Yahoo were like a big thing. There was, these were the days of Hotmail. And that, that, those, those were the, the pretty early days of AOL. So- and- did you do any certification or any degree or any course to get in there? Because you started completely fresh, absolutely fresh. Yeah, I have, I have not been to any course of, of any sort in my career of 12 years. Everything that I've done, I've learned mm-hmm. online. That's I've learned awesome. experience, especially in the, in the area that I did. As I mentioned, I did mechanical engineering. I finished in 2000 and I think I've never picked up a book after that. That's interesting. So how did you get in? How did you find a job? Uh, did, did you learn online? And then- this is the first time I'm actually telling you that I've never picked up a book after my, uh, in 20 years now. So, so obviously there, there, there was then the whole idea of search engine optimization catched my eye saying, and it was curious. It was all about curiosity at that stage, I guess. And then the Googles and, um, and the Yahoo's were kind of building their search engines off. And then we found, I was very curious and learned online about how to get users, how to optimize the websites and so on. And my, and then search engine optimization, as you know, is free. So you do the optimization on the website and the traffic comes in for free. And then came the whole paid marketing. This was Google AdWords back then. And then, yes, you have the free traffic, but if you can pay, for a keyword, for example, people are searching for home loans, I would be the first one to come up. And that was, again, a huge new thing that came up uh, when in terms of websites and stuff. So if I have a, I'm dealing with the home loans and stuff, 
I would I would be the first person to for for to get the to get the user. So that was kind of a big deal uh, back then, and that 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 caught my attention. So yes, you have so you have the free version and you have the paid version. So my curiosity went around the paid version because it takes six or eight months to to optimize your website and get the traffic. But here in the paid world, you can get it in one click at 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 a dollar. Definitely. Right. So, so, what, so I'm, what I'm thinking, uh, Sheetal, is uh, you started in a field which you were curious. You, uh, once you started to learn, you were excited about it. So yeah. you were pretty much uh, doing what you really like to do, which is not the case with most professionals. They get in some job thinking that I'll make a good living, and few years into it, they start to not all of them, but good number of them start to hate the environment or the work or anything. But for you, it looks like this is what you were loving uh, doing yes. it. Quick question: So you didn't have any formal degree in what you were doing. You learned online. Do you remember your first interview to get a job? I do. I do. How did that go? Okay, so um, the search engine optimization paid app, uh, like it was a very niche thing. Nobody knew what was going on. Nobody knew that there is some role that exists. And my first uh, interview was in North Sydney. I went for the interview. They, they, were, they were looking for Google Ads, pay-per-click uh, uh, campaign manager. And then I went in for the interview. I told them what I did for a couple of things that I was working on. And I told them that I'm very curious on this whole industry. I had a mentor there um, to, who was very experienced at that in, in that area. And he said, are you ready to learn? I'll teach you everything. Uh, and then I got the job. And I got the job. I, I think I left the building, reached the train station back back home. And at the train station, I got the call saying, this was this is it. So you got the job. When are you starting? And this was a job. I think this was first job. First job in Sydney. I moved like a year ago. And it was like the most exciting thing that I still remember where I exactly stood when the call came in North Sydney train station. And I think the salary was 40K. It was very funny. I thought, this is it. I quickly calculated in the Indian rupees. (laughs) That is is life and I'm done for my life. It was super funny, but I still remember that day very, very clearly. And it was one of those uh, feelings that, you know, because it was the first job and first call, I would would never forget that. No, I see two things uh, here, Sheetal. One, and the timing was right for you. Uh, you were working on something which was uh, just starting to pick up speed and they were looking for people and there were not many available. They might have seen your excitement, your enthusiasm. And I don't think they even asked you about your degree or anything, no, I right? Did. So that's a good message for a lot of people. Many a times we think, oh, we need a certificate. Well, it does differentiate a little bit, but what differentiate is how you present yourself, the knowledge you demonstrate and things like that. That's fantastic. Good to good to know that how you started your career. So first job and that too in Sydney and you calculated yeah. in Indian rupees, which is definitely exciting. And from there on for next, I think, what, 15 years or so, you were completely into the same online yeah, world. So I, I worked in the website space for, uh, you know, a couple of years. And I, again, it was what I, I'm doing in mobile right now. It was on the websites uh, back then. So it was promotion of websites. On, uh, it's, it's called PPC, pay, paid paid acquisition, basically. So pay-per-click campaigns. So I was running pay-per-click campaigns uh, on Google, Yahoo, and these were the big uh, search engines. And we, we we kind of generated a lot of money on Google AdWords. I think we were the biggest spenders back then in Australia on Google, uh, running different campaigns globally and so on. So it quickly grew. And the more you spend and you get the return, the more excited you get because you can see how quickly the returns are. 
um, right? So you spend a dollar, you're getting $4 and this, you just multiply the, the, the spend. And, and I think it was very simple and it was very fascinating. And I like playing with numbers. I like playing with money and it was very fascinating you and a lot of people back in the days were into IT, learning PHP, you know, Java, Java was massive. And I was in a, in a field which nobody could understand. Even now, when I speak to my husband's uh, friends and stuff, they, uh, it, it's, it's very, very niche area that I talk in and I, I work in. So it definitely uh, is. And we all use what you do, but we don't really know how it's exactly. done. So anytime I type something on Google, I have like four or five, uh, Mm-hmm. names which says ad and these are the those are the ads yeah, actually yeah, and that's that's something people like you would have done that in background so it yes. comes up on uh, top but that's on the web now you moved no, from I worked for a couple of years there and then I moved on to as the as the the world moved into the mobile world I moved into mobile I think it was 2009 2010 that's when the whole mobile phones were massive remember the nokia the blue with the yes, just blue buttons green and uh, red those were the phones that were there people were downloading crazy about ringtones and it was a whole new world of mobile phones and so we were advertising on mobile phones and the return on mobile phones for the same amount of money that we were investing were like probably three to four times the returns like it seriously was yeah uh, 2010 so then on those said, simple okay, mobile phones not a smartphone yeah. yet no, this was like the smartphone only came in like 2016 and so on. But this was like the black, the Nokia, Blackberries, those kind of phones, which are hardly to be seen these days. So those were the, that, that was the trend. And again, the profit. And actually, I'm, I'm a more numbers person. I'm always looking at data, numbers, money, uh, and so on. So I'm like, okay, the numbers are very clear. This is the next big thing that we're doing. And the whole company shifted from web to mobile. And I, I think as soon as we, we saw that the that the growth of the mobile was going in that and we that this was the days when facebook and all these networks social networking where uh, companies were coming in and we saw that mobile is the next big trend and i think 2009 2010 i started my career in mobile uh, in mobile advertising and actually i never looked back onto the web after that so so in the early days of uh, mobile advertisement uh, what what was that advertisement we were getting text message from companies the, that's the one it was sms advertising yes right so download those ringtones download you get your zodiac signs you get your um, yeah. you know stickers and there was a lot of content this yeah that was a it was a very easy uh, going time there were no restrictions or anything so you can send it right, right so i'm trying to draw some parallel in between the it world where i lived in and the mm-hmm. uh, online mobile uh, advertisement world where you lived in so in our in our community when somebody wants to grow of course you have to do a good job and you need to be in the surrounding where uh, you know somebody is willing to sponsor you for better roles and things like that and uh, there is a trend of uh, doing a number of certifications as well so those are the ways to learn and grow what's what's the way to learn and grow in your in- i think in in our industry i think in we actually learned as the technology came in. So what worked back then doesn't exist now, right? Like those phones don't exist. So as the companies like Nokia, Samsung, these companies evolved, we have to evolve in terms of the advertising. So for example, the last few years, we've been focusing on data, how to, 
how to show relevant ads to the relevant people. Like if I'm looking, like for example, if I've uh, if I bought a Nike shoes, I would rather show them like I'm, I know this is a male. I would rather show them some gym equipment or relate something related to men rather than women because you know that this person is a male. So that data-driven advertising or even on mobiles have been have evolved. So right. So as you as you as you progressed and as the technology evolved and as these new companies evolved we picked up those things and and worked on it as well but again right. it was there there was there is no certification of sort mm-hmm. that we did or uh, exist it's all real time in on ground get your hands dirty learn it you will fail you will learn so did you have community outside your organization where people who are really motivated learning on their own and like in our world there's an apache community and like that there are so many tech communities where people participate and learn and exchange workshops lot of webinars seminars you know okay. um, and stuff so i've been to a lot of lot of those okay. shows um, as well but what i'm trying to say is there is no certification or a book for Got it, it. you've learned all online on ground with experience okay this is working so how do we sort out that trying right. and testing you know right. change algorithms and so on and i think got it uh, got it and yeah. in terms of career path uh, did you have like two kinds of career path one you start to move into management ladder and another one is you go deep and become expert was it something like that after 2010 i started uh, working at for a mobile ad network a mobile ad network is like is it's a platform where you to the users so you if you have an app you come to us and we will make money through your app by putting our advertisement on you and if you are an advertiser like uber or a deliveroo or like a, a, say shop shopify and so on, you come to us and we will deliver downloads for you mm. so those are the two kinds of you know clients we used to deal with and we were a platform to connect all of them basically got it in, so- in and the platform itself delivers the right ad to the right person and the right creative and so on so the, that particular company was pretty much i started from scratch so we built from from scratch in the company like right right from you know the algorithms to comp- like i think when i joined it was like a a team of four i worked very closely with the with the founders of the company i was a campaign manager so which means i need to work with clients to to, to deliver their campaign budget and this and quickly i grew and the revenue was so high from the clients that i used to get in i was promoted in very like within a year i was like like i had two other people who i were managing doing the same then because of my interest and curiosity and i was seeing the system getting built and i was the main person who was telling them saying hey this is the demand right now this is working right now this is where the industry is going so i, I had a huge impact and feedback giving giving to the tech Uh, side as well so i was working very closely with the tech team it was a small team but i was working very closely with the the developers the product team giving them ideas testing that making sure it's working and delivering back to the client so i was doing both and as the company grew and it was all global so we were we hardly had any clients in australia so we were mostly our clients base was us where in us and and quickly we we, we kind of realized that this is this is going massive and we had huge teams to be to be developed and as as the company grew we had teams in china japan korea us i think we had a team of almost 80 people and then we had a team in india so as the company grew we had to have a setup in in those countries as well so that they can deal with local clients and get back to us so i quickly became the manager of the advertising um, teams 
And with that, and I think again, getting the, like I've done it myself. So, and I always had my own clients as well. So it's not that I'm telling them to do it. I'm doing it myself as well. I'm a very hands-on kind of a manager. Yeah. Um, who want to see the problems in real. I was on calls with them. I was, I, I had my own clients that I used to manage to understand their problems, basically. And I used to go to tech uh, saying, this is a problem that we are solving. And we used to work together on finding a solution to, uh, for, for the mobile advertisers. So about nine, I think you worked there for about nine years, nine. right? And uh, starting with a very hands-on single person role, you became head of sales, if I remember right, and you also yeah, became I, the uh, chief yeah, marketing officer. Yeah, I was in the officer. leadership team when I left. Uh, I was the yeah. chief marketing officer looking after marketing and the sales team. Which yeah. is which is extraordinary. So do you remember any challenges while you were moving from a single person hands-on role to lead role and manager and uh, sales and then head of marketing? Did you, in this whole transition, because you came, you started your career uh, all uh, mm-hmm by yourself it's not a traditional career and you started pretty hands-on in pretty hands-on role and then you started to grow in managerial role so did you have any any challenge or any memory of uh, you know uh, what was working not working while you were transitioning into new roles a lot of people start in a role and they do it for like next 10 years or 20 years mm-hmm. and here you started and within nine years you like changed roles so many times and ended up becoming head of sales and then head of marketing yeah. sales and marketing both yeah. so that's a lot of transition um, yeah, um, definitely i mean it's, it was a part of nine years uh, as well and i think it was the team that all we were working with a, a, a very good team and very good you know set of co-founders that i worked very closely for nine to ten years and definitely it was the growth it, it didn't come easy but it was the growth in the company that took me to those stages very, very quickly. We always had numbers to hit. It was a typical sales organization. You have a number to hit every month. You are running 3 million, next month is 4 million, next month is 5 million. So those are the numbers. And you could only do it when you had a team of members who are quite supportive. And again, the technology also has to support because sales can bring in sales, but the technology has to deliver. Definitely. Uh, So my question is more around the personal growth aspect of it, Sheetal. And the reason I'm asking is every professional starts somewhere and some grow into a senior leadership role, some go in technical role or some remain in the whatever role they start with. So you had a tremendous amount of personal growth because you constantly got opportunity to change roles. Yeah. I want to understand, did you have any challenge in growing up into different roles i mean of course there, there would have been ch- anything you remember which you want to highlight like that area i felt difficult and this is how i overcame the challenge was definitely if i, I if we had more a uh, number of hours in the day i guess that was the biggest challenge that we we were working really hard in terms of the number of hours that we we put in into the company it, we were not like working for the company we were all like feeling that we if we own the company, own, own the was, company. Yeah. That was, yeah that was the that was good challenges i guess the biggest challenge was the lack of uh, talent here and i think that was that I definitely think because take it San Francisco, take it Bangalore, take it Berlin or London. There's a ton of mobile advertising professionals. And for in Sydney, first 
It was very new. Like every person that we hired, we had to literally train them up. What is mobile advertising? How does it work? They didn't come with any experience. And I think that was the big challenge uh, for us, hiring people in locally. And I think that was um, quite a, a big challenge for the so company. So you had more talent in India than here in Sydney, is it? In our space, yeah. Same with San Francisco and other companies. It's a very it's a very peculiar skill and very rare. So San Francisco should have been higher, right? Because they are always... Uh, in front of the technology yeah uh, yeah definitely there were a lot of there was a lot of talent uh, out there we had consultants there who used to work for us then i think hiring talent was definitely a big challenge for us uh, we we hired people in india then got them here to 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 train them up and then go back uh, and work from uh, in bangalore same with you know people in in us as well we had got to get them here and train it. them up and go back got it last That's one perfect. question before we jump into your entrepreneurship uh, uh, endeavors i think similar question that i was trying to ask so you grew really fast in your career so was it by your own decision to grow or was it the way the company was structured opportunity keep coming and kept coming and you grew or you were strategically looking at developing your career look i was never strategic about my career it happened uh, to me and i was i'm one of those lucky people to be surrounded by very very highly motivated and highly appreciative people who you know and uh, let me tell you it was not easy it was not free i worked really hard uh, to get there traveled around the world i had young kids back then i literally had to go to china train them up come back i literally have never seen anything out of like i've been to beijing probably four times but i've never seen anything apart from the airport and the hotels so it's it's been uh, quite a journey so it was not easy but it definitely was that i was in which which dramatically had a huge growth in the years that i was there and and i think that's the reason for my growth very quickly and when the people underneath me came in they were quite supportive of my growth and my um uh, role in the in the company as well and i think most of the meetings that i used to go to they think it was my company so that's um, so there are three things that i i took away from uh, this epi- this part of your story one is uh, you were passionate about what you were 100%. doing so you became extremely good at it so that's one you were passionate about what you were doing so you were not really feeling like working that's what it was all about work and play was the same thing for you so that's number one number two you had the right environment the founders had created a culture yeah, yeah. where you could perform yeah. and you could grow and they were supporting so you had yeah. the right culture and the third thing you were in front of the bus and one of uh, the guest came yeah no one front of the bus meaning you were in the early stage of technology revolution so that give you uh, rapid growth so if exactly. if you the same thing if you start now the growth will not be that fast so exactly. right environment passion and being early no it happened on its own for you but for a lot of people right now in technology world can see where the world is going and they can pick up what's coming out coming up right now and they'll be in the front of the bus that that's the meaning of that so that's that's uh, good yeah, i know you you've got it 100% right and i think i was at the right place at the right time with the right people yes and it it all works together it's not work uh, yeah, in 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 isolation fantastic so because you became an expert in uh, mobile advertising you grew really well in a company which was doing extremely well you became head of sales and chief marketing officer and then i think in 2019 you decided to quit and start on your own tell me about that what made you do that yeah it was 
was quite a big decision for me. And I think I thought over over six months because it was not easy because I was so connected to the company that I was working with. Uh, the, the decision to leave wasn't an easy one. And the reason for, for me leaving is one, I was doing the same thing again and again, traveling and training up people, coming back. And I, I didn't see any growth from there on to any other uh, level and I was also always wanted to be doing something on my own. So, so I and you know I think the 2019 was the year my elder one was doing HSC. So I thought okay this would be the year I would like to slow down, do do something on my own, pretty on a smaller level, take care of the family, be around them as well. And that was the reason for my for my um, resignation at that time. So when you say you you were wanting to start something on your own where did that come from is it also because you worked in a startup and you saw yes, how that's correct yes that's correct and i kind of were juggling around a lot of different departments i was with the legal department sometime i was at finances so i could see all the things being in a leadership role as you see the whole company running and coming together and I think that experience definitely helped me and i, I think i always wanted to do something on my own at a smaller scale Right. So you started uh, a company in 2019, which is a mobile game so, development um, company. So the reason for, uh, for that is in the mobile advertising world that I was working with, I was working with e-commerce players like uh, ride-sharing apps like Uber, Ola Cabs, and those were the big uh, clients that were working. We also had like Walmart and big, big clients. And in mobile advertising, the biggest advertisers are games they spend a ton of money uh, than the, the normal e-commerce and other players. So the majority of the revenue that a mobile advertising company makes is from games uh, because they right. do advertise because they make money in return. So right. that kind of always fascinated me and my biggest clients were all from mobile games, gaming companies, and I could see that that is where my passion was. I was giving them strategies to grow, which country to, to go in, how to increase retention and so on. And that always was my passion and that always grabbed my eye. And when I was looking for my next step, it was definitely in that direction. And right. it wasn't easy, but it was something that I wanted to do. Because I've seen uh, so many mobile companies, mobile gaming companies grow in front of me. So that was the, the main driving factor to form Crikey Games. And I think I started in 2019, September. Yeah, I want to ask quite a few questions there. But one thing that came in my mind, I quickly want to ask you about the founders of the company you work. <clears throat> uh, what did they bring on the table? So you had the skills and then you grew, you put in a lot of time, you brought your skills, you learned, you took leadership role. What did the founders bring in on the table? Did, did they have a skill? Did they have contact? Did they have capital or what did they bring in? They, they definitely had the capital and, you know, they were the founders of the company as well. They had a lot, they've given a company a lot of direction. So in terms of telling us, okay, the next company direction that we're taking is growing the Indian market because India was getting into the mobile world and it was a massive opportunity for us. So the strategic direction, the higher level decisions were made by them. Then, so, okay, then we're going to have an office there. And that kind of legal structures, company structure, the, uh, the direction of the company was definitely there. Mm -hmm. And then we had two founders and one of them was also looking at the technology side of things. So uh, their background is also into in, in mobile advertising and so on. And one of, so one of them is very good at um, marketing and, and getting business. And I think he, he was one of the key drivers for a lot of, lot of clients that we got in. And the other one is more on the tech side. Right. So those are the learnings that you would be able to put in your business now. 100%. Fantastic. So you started Creaky, which is a mobile game development company. 
and uh, uh, i think you already have a very successful story launched a diy uh, mobile phone case uh, game which yeah. became viral and i think it has 80 million or something download that's true so i want to understand uh, how did you so when you started first thing first what did you do so once you made a decision you talk to your founders and say i'm done i'm starting my own business uh how did that go when you talk to them what what happened and then a little bit more on the early stage because early stage is the difficult part once you have things going then it's a different kind of challenge but before yeah. you start and once you start i want to get a little bit more deep into that part perfect sure thing i mean when i started i think in september uh, i took a couple of months break just to settle in because i worked did like you talk to your founder saying that now i want to start my own oh, business yeah and uh, what I, was their i, I got I, I I gave them 6 months notice on my resignation. No that that's that part I understood because they'll have to find somebody as a replacement. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and Now, in and the in, last month of my resignation we were discussing about my business and my what I'm doing and so on. I I'm still work with them. I still call them as they That that's the part they, I wanted to know. So if they were the kind of people which I understood through your conversation they would have in fact encouraged you and they would probably yeah. have given you you know they would be probably a like mentors for you. exactly so they were quite uh, quite supportive of my journey and there was no competition there and uh, again like the journey that we have had it's not like one or two years over years we've grown like we 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 were kind of a family and as soon as i decided i told them that this is what i'm working on this is what i'm thinking what's your take and they had their own feedback on it and always they've been always supportive they're always on my speed dial even now if we're stuck with any of the contracts i do still call them and get their very nice um, get their feedback so I, I, nice. i i think that kind of support is still there and because it's a very small industry here we we have to we will bump into each other somewhere so i don't think that's no, very uh, nice you know those, these things matter a lot that also gives you a confidence like people who mentored you and worked with you for 9 years now when you are starting on your own there is still some you feel supported as you said they are on my speed dial that makes a lot of difference so now your decision is done day one of your business what's happening so i started my own business 2019 the idea of the my gaming studio crikey was have something australian name there's not many australian gaming companies so I, the, the name crikey is an actually an australian slang which means wow so, okay. so that was you know something that i wanted uh to to go to the global stage because australia is is like all the gaming companies are more from silicon valley and so on so i wanted to have something australian that people can can you know look at and so i started my own gaming studio i had a team of four people my idea of the gaming studio was i i know what happens after the game goes to the market i wanted to see what happens before the game uh how is the game before developed? it goes to the market yeah exactly. how is it developed Okay. Yeah, so I think that would complete my journey of the whole 360 degree journey saying okay I've seen both sides of the world and so I hired a team of four exactly opposite to my skill set um more on the development side of the game a game designer a game developer an artist and a game tester so they were like pretty much the four people that I hired understood the whole process in 6 months about how a game is developed what is the theory behind it how do you come up with the concept how do you develop the game how do you progress in the lane this was all brand new because uh, for me the game used to be 100% done and all live on the store before it came to me and i was just promoting that game that's right it's kind of very again my curiosity my my passion to understand things curious kicked in again after you know 12 years i guess i wanted to understand what happens before so i hired the team 
like literally i did nothing but learn the whole game development process in 6 months what was, uh, what was the early days fear if if at all any well i i think the early days fear was definitely the competition and there was a lot of negativity around it as well in the people that i i told them that i'm doing this because i had a very highly paying job why would you leave such a job i thought you were very comfortable traveling you know being in a in a new country every month and so on so i think that was definitely a bit um thing and obviously there are big big players in the market already so that was definitely always in the background saying to will you succeed because you know at the end of the day you're a small studio mm-hmm. um but you know i wanted to take things at my own pace I had a game so the idea of the studio is to develop games and i promote them and so when you it. when you started did you already have this uh game that you produced uh, in your mind or nothing no, just no, started no, fresh okay so we we launched we launched a couple of games we were testing and you know we were just coming up with new concepts and new things based on the trends that are there in the market it was it was decent revenue so we uh, we started in september launched in i think uh, mid october we launched our first game which is a word a word game so you, it it kind of did very well and it was like became the bread and butter so you promote the game you have ads and in app revenue in app purchases in the game so that's the revenue model uh, for the company so what's the ecosystem of business in this industry so now you are a mobile game developer uh, you are no more the uh, the advertiser or promoter that you used to be in jobs so do you use other advertisers and promoters that's correct so we we use facebook we use google we use our own different sources of traffic so that that's on your own as a developer you do that but do you have a partnership with companies like you were working for before no 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 so we we became like a like this company has become like a studio so we develop games we promote games so there's no platform or anything that we have so done. everything you do in your business is you it's not a ecosystem where you uh-huh. do one thing and then give it to another uh, company no well, not like that well that was the idea of the studio right and so we 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 have we have our own games and we promote our own games and we make money that was the uh, idea of the, of the game of the idea of the studio that I started with and that's not, that seemed to be working very well they are the the whole business model in games is very very simple you get a user you you have an ROI on it and then you you kind of you you make you make money through ads or in app purchases these are the only two models so it kind so of people typically do not pay for the games it's the advertisement that brings in money yes that's correct all right it's, it's so, a free game So tell me about your app that went really viral the 80 million yes. something that da- download so, um, so in the same time I, I guess last year uh, and obviously while we were working at this we started in September launched our first game in mid October November and then since uh, and we were started promoting in December January and then the whole covid situation came in right so pretty much my company has worked through all this through the covid so that's why i don't think this whole covid thing is a big deal for me because we're so used to it since i've started we are being into covid and isolation and you know working offline um th- so we worked uh, so back in back to the story and i think one of the concepts that we were working at a early early uh, stage was like looking at the trends in the market uh we were looking at a very female driven game we had our audience in mind saying we want to do something around females young audience who would love to decorate and 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 so on and we were kind of looking into having like it, i think it's the phone case was just an idea we were we were just brainstorming and we came up we looked at a few videos and we thought there was no game around you know decorating phone cases and as with the teenagers and young uh, females it's a huge trend like having you know pretty much match their 
phone cases with the dress or whatever they're wearing. So it kind of became a, a, a thing. And I said, okay, why don't we do this? And we started drilling more, more onto the concept itself. And it became like a, like a pretty full on game for us. And I thought when we had like a document written out with the whole, it's called the game design document saying, okay, these are the, the steps that the user will follow. This is how we can bring in more content and so on. And we didn't develop the game at that stage. It was more on a concept stage. And I have a lot of, over the 10 years of my career, I've traveled a lot, made a lot of friends overseas, both professionally and personally, and, and worked with a lot of gaming companies before. So I, I pitched my idea to one of the gaming companies uh, who do very well with such an audience, with young audience. And the company is called Crazy Labs. They're based in Israel. And they're, they are like the top, I think, third biggest game publisher company in the world. I pitched my idea to them saying, this is the concept that I'm working on. This is how we will progress. We should be run through the whole uh, pitch of the game and they were very very keen on the concept saying hey this looks good this is amazing and there were a lot of like the like going first like mobile first and there were never there were some of the tricks that we used in the game didn't exist before in any of the games so it was the first time that they seen like the whole diy concept giving the user the flexibility to do whatever they want to do and show their creativity so I think that was the first that we did. A lot of games tell, tell the user what to do. And here we are giving the colors, we're giving the, the spray cans and everything. You do whatever you want. So it was the first and they really liked the concept. They said, okay, go ahead. We'll, we'll pay for you, pay for this. You build the, the prototype. The prototype is like a minim, the minimalistic art just to prove the concept. We did that, tested it, and the results were quite amazing. And they knew that they had a hit game on hand, I guess, based on their experience. And, you know, they were like, no looking back from here, go build the game. They actually paid us for the, for the, for building the game. We built the game, shipped it out to them. And we did the test. I think we launched in December of 2020 on iOS. It hit the charts. I think we were number one game in 52 countries globally. When we launched on iOS, Android launched in January of 2021, again, a massive hit in terms of games. And I think it was kind of co-development uh, with them and also the support that we got because we were only a team of four back then was amazing. And I think they did a great job for, uh, with us in terms of support and in terms of helping us out there. But the, the game took off like no other game, I guess, because of the audience that we were targeting. And they, they did an amazing job in terms of user acquisition and, and so on. I'll and, have to uh, check with my daughter. She's 15. I'm pretty sure she would have seen the game. 100%. Yeah. Gee, like we were, I mean, we were targeting very young audience, like eight to 15, but later on in the game, we see that even people with 30 are, are still playing it because, you know, it, it came down to more like a creativity. I think it was, I mean, the, the game, I think has like almost, we're hitting, we're going to hit a hundred million download wow. in the next few days that's interesting that's so a couple of quick questions here so in the beginning you said uh, it's a mobile game studio so you build it you promote it but in this case you chose to partner with another company who are already doing extremely well uh, what was the rationale behind that that's a good question obviously we decided with the with the game and they had all the funds that was needed to promote. So obviously it's a massive, massive in investment in terms of promoting such a, such a game and to go to that scale. So like we can promote a game, but we would not be spending like twenty, thirty thousand dollars a day. They would be because we were, we were such a small studio and I don't think we had the, the funds and the experience needed to promote, promote such game at a high scale. So, Got it. so you could, I yeah, you could change direction because that was not the intention. 
uh, I did change direction, but I couldn't have done any better. Like Got I it was a good idea. I mean, good, good decision. So going forward, when you look at your business model, uh, is it going to have a mix of both? You create your own game and market it or, and you also partner with a company like Crazy Labs to promote some of the games. So those are two different models you'll be running, is it? Exactly. So those are the two options uh, that we are exploring now. So this year, uh, since the hit of the game and we've got all the funds needed for the company, we're working on teams, hiring more people into the team getting more talent into the team because it was all like one man show before. Now we have got like a project manager and running different projects as well. Before we could only work on one project because of the team size. Um, so so when you say project, it consists of the ideas that okay. you, you generate as and the team generates and company like Crazy Labs that give you projects to do. They don't give us projects. We have the concept, we go to them. Oh, okay. Concept is always developed by your team, your company. And then you go to different companies for partnership, mostly for the funding and their reach. Yeah, and their reach. 100%. Awesome. That's exactly how it works. Awesome. Um, so, and uh, again, you know, uh, the idea of the company moving forward is to do both because I think there's a huge opportunity still to do my own, promote our own games, but it's not going to go at that scale. And then also use other companies, other pub- publishers to, to grow fast. And I think those are the two areas that we're working so what's the current challenge in uh, running a business again lack of time or lack of time definitely and i think definitely uh, the talent is 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 an, is another problem especially here in sydney because if they're already there they're already working with like the big client, big uh, companies and definitely the the whole because of the borders closing we can't have people from overseas so it's all on zoom and stuff and i think that's definitely a problem a challenge right now so these days every company is 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 global because everybody is working from home so do you are you utilizing that finding best talent in any part of the world i mean this is what i'm i'm doing so i don't i'm not restricting myself to sydney or any other areas doesn't matter where they are so we have we have a team it's working the the process is working it's all been like literally we did the whole phone case game while being remote so uh, nice. I think that's a, that's a good, you know, uh, testimony to say it's working. So that's what I'm doing. I'm not restricted to Sydney and it's very hard if I restricted. So what's the team size now? So we've, uh, we've grown the team size to 11 now, which is from four to 11. And I think I'm looking for another couple of people uh, in this month. Awesome. And how do you visualize your company next one, two, three, four years? Well, uh, definitely I want to, obviously there's a lot of investment opportunities that are coming in. So I'm looking at exploring and talking to to a few on that side, but I would, yeah, I would want to take things at my own pace. Uh, I'm very happy with what I have achieved and where I am uh, right now, but you know, I want to, I have a vision that I want to accomplish and not rush to rush to things. So the vision is to have a hit game on my portfolio myself, like doing it myself. Right. Okay. So without the support of the crazy labs of the world. Well, yeah, that's the, mm. that's the long-term goal. No, you'll definitely make it. I think uh, the whole journey of your building a strength and being in a startup environment, getting access to people who have built companies and you were part of the leadership. I think all of those things have are really strong foundation for you. You have got a good community of uh, highly talented people across the globe because you travel, you made friends. So 
to me everything looks pretty solid so i wish you all the best and i'll i'm pretty sure you will make it happen in terms of impact on uh, different areas of life uh, shital so you built a pretty strong career you you very passionate about what you do uh, it demands time it demands energy how does that impact uh, other areas of life for you is it well managed or you wish you uh, definitely i wish i could spend more time with family that's for sure but uh, yeah, i kind of juggle between work and um, and family because whenever i'm working i miss the fact that it's, it's i feel guilty that i don't spend much time with my thing like if i order something from outside i think that i'm not doing something uh, that i'm supposed to so that's the guilty conscience that kings kicks in sometimes but i think i wish i could do that more because of work and as the team is growing and with the whole covid and most of the time i'm like on calls and stuff and i think that's something i if i wish i could do more so you have one son is it or i've got two girls two uh, girls okay yeah one did hsc so i one completed hsc and yeah she she did last year and she is into macquarie law Oh fantastic. So how are they a part of your journey and vision? Do you share with them? 100% yeah. I mean yeah they've been very supportive of my journey and since obviously it's not easy to leave a highly paying job and start your own business just just think just saying that I'm passionate of doing it it's not an easy decision and I think they've been completely supportive they've been very like behind my back saying oh, you can do it it's very easy for you you've done it before and I think that support is is very very crucial then I think having support at home and I I don't think there is a, there is any other thing that you can ask for mm, that's that's nice so and uh, how about your uh, friend circle who are these people so are they people from your own industry or your husband's industry he, no, your no, husband no, is in no. IT right yes yes he works at uh, red hat so he's uh, in hat. IT as well yeah. um, but i think my uh, you know i don't think as i mentioned it's a very small mobile advertising industry so there's nobody here who my friends who actually do exactly what i do they all come from different walks of life working in social social communities and so on helping out societies one is a librarian this comes with different backgrounds different you know they one of runs a hair salon from they all come from different different walks of life a lot of it people as well but they all come from different industries and not my industry so there's no common ground but i like that because i don't want to be talking professionally when we have you know social gatherings and so on so i think that's a that's a good thing to do yeah, i'm a, more a family person um or personal on the personal side so i like i like not talking on the professional side that that's nice now good see the community is also uh, vital in these kind of endeavors where if you have a good support or at least neutral not really negative then it's good otherwise it becomes very difficult Yeah. Look, the industry that I work in is a very, very male-dominated industry. I hardly speak to any females on my calls. Like I do probably fifteen to twenty calls a week. I hardly speak to any females, and that's been there. And I, I have grown like this, so I don't think that's it's something new for us. But I wish I could do more in the Australian, you know, Indian community to. to grow and groom people and help out community and tell them that it's possible you don't need a degree you don't need you can actually work if you have you know discipline yeah you definitely you defied all those uh, yes. beliefs and uh, norms yeah. like you need to have degree you need to have certification mm-hmm. none of those things i think key thing is you need to have a, a real interest in what you do uh, you need to be driven to learn and do and be excited about it you need to have a good surrounding which you got and if you are in the early stages of the uh, the industry then you automatically get pulled up 
So I think those three things uh, uh, have really worked for you and it can work for anybody at any point in time. Mm-hmm. And there is a trial and error that's required for you. It was all well set in in a way, not really. I mean, you didn't talk about all the hard work and the travel and you know the headaches. I didn't ask you a lot of questions on that. I wanted to get your journey. It's a different industry. I'm very proud to talk to you, uh, somebody coming from India and being in a male-dominated industry and making your mark, starting a business and making it successful, took right decisions. If you had not partnered with Crazy Labs, the story would have been different. You may still be making some money, but uh, the scale would not have been uh, that way and you would not have been getting call from investors. So when you you learn from people who are... um, in a startup, founders, you get this kind of acumen, which if you just work in a large organization, you don't get all of those things. So 100%. those, those are mean, things. I have seen that the work hard, passion and everything from my parents as well. So both my parents are doctors back in India. And when we were growing up, I could see that they were so passionate, like middle of the night, a patient would come and they would just get up from the bed and serve them. And I, we would see that as we were like five or six years old. And we were like, oh my God, who would do that? Like wake up middle of the night and serve a patient. And I I think we've seen the work ethic and the passion that they have and all my aunts and everything have the same passion they always used to talk about education career and and what they want to do how they it's not about money never did we talk about money it's about the work ethic it's the career how you have to be independent and successful and I think right. those are the things. The rest will fall. fall, fall, fall and I think place. as we were growing up, we had those people in my mind saying, look at them, they've done it. Like my father used to travel for like almost, uh, you know, 200 kilometers up and down during work days, at, you know, even when he was 40. So when we, when we see those inspiration people around us and they're like, if they can do it, we can do it. And I right. think that is, that is the key. So it's not, obviously things worked out very well, but I think the passion and the people around you inspire you a lot. And I don't definitely. Think you know, we should forget about that. Definitely. And these are core principles in uh, making a successful career. So that's the reason I'm talking about these things uh, two, three times in this whole conversation. So last couple of questions before we wind up, uh, Sheetal. Uh, One is if you were not doing what you are doing today, which is the online world of uh, advertisement and, uh, you know, web marketing to now mobile, game marketing to mobile development, what would you be doing? I actually never thought like anything else that I would do. I think I'm in the perfect place. So you're, you're perfect. privileged. <laughs> Fantastic. You know, I'm like, I have chosen this to myself. So I don't think there was anything else. I would have gone to any other businesses if I, if, if I would, I, I, I was not restricted to just this. So I don't know. I, I like what you said. I've, I've chosen this. And these are the messages I want to really bring out. And that's the reason I'm asking these questions. If you are doing what you love, it's not a work. It's work, play, everything is the same. And mm-hmm. you are emotionally invested in it. Uh, you feel automatically energized. You're not really waking up and thinking, oh my God, I have to work. You know, if, if all of us could find work, where we get excited when you wake up in the morning, we are we are on the right track. And, and I'm very, very happy to hear you are on that track. The second question is, if somebody wants to connect with you to get some insight into uh, what you have done or some kind of partnership or just for mentorship, what's the best way to connect with you? LinkedIn is the perfect way. I think I'm LinkedIn. always um, available there so you can reach out to me on LinkedIn. Fantastic. Um, and... Yeah. Uh, in terms of uh, all the questions that I ask you, Sheetal, and we have this common understanding that we are doing this conversation to bring out your story and inspire 
especially i would say women because in our community live yeah. about entrepreneurship from women and i mean you are doing mobile gaming advertisement industry which is 100% male dominated i'm talking about women starting to think about career and entrepreneurship in a different way it's possible and you have uh, uh, led that as an example that it's possible i came to australia fresh i didn't even have any work experience there i have done everything i have built my career i have started a business that also is succeeding so there is lot that has happened in the back end that you can share with people who have aspirations and they are not able to take a step so that's the reason i ask you to you know share how people can connect you is there anything i should have asked with this common understanding that would have added more value to others and as well as to you in some way no, i think we we covered most of the points and i think it was very well structured of where i came from what i did and what takes it to get there obviously we missed out bits about the hard hardship that went into it how many hours of work i did i was away from my family and kids when they were growing and then so you know that that is also a huge priority when like i didn't see them growing up like now that's so big that i don't even uh, they don't even need me they're busy in their own world and i guess but i think something yeah you covered the challenges and i think passing on the message and I, i think that is the most important bit so what's the message you want to pass <laughs> uh, and I, i think the message is, is definitely if you are passionate and you can do it doesn't matter the covid the situation where you are you can still do it and i think you just don't lose your determination and your passion just because something dramatic happened or something you always you know have to and yes maybe i was one of those lucky people who who made it through but i think it wasn't that easy that it like it looks or sounds and i did had my hardships i did had put in like a lot of effort and i think the message is you just don't lose the hope and don't lose the passion and the determination to achieve what you want to do and i think and take baby steps you don't want to be becoming like a million dollar company in like 18 months that's not what you want to and i think have some set goals A, a proper goals that are achievable based on your circumstances on a monthly basis and i think and having a work life balance and i think that is going to be the key you can't be you know just working not 12 12 hours and you know not not spending time with your family and friends and i think the those are the two messages that i would give definitely sheetal and uh, see as you rightly said it looks like you got lucky but Uh, with your story you have uh, clearly highlighted the success uh, uh, ingredients what it takes to succeed and again i'm repeating the same thing is you were passionate about what you were doing you were willing to put in whatever it takes you got into a community of founders so you had that good support and uh, you just worked you loved working you did it you were in the early stages of the whole industry same thing is available for everybody so exactly. you were not lucky in spite of uh, whatever was so you had community you were in the early stages of industry but if you had not put the effort and if you were not passionate about it we would not have been having this conversation Yeah. Okay so uh, right. you you have put in a lot of effort and uh, your passion has helped a lot so that's that's the message uh, I take it is figure out and whatever stage of career somebody is there's a still chance to take a u turn and rebuild it if it's required rather than spending another 20 30 years feeling stuck and uh, you know half heartedly doing things it's only one life and why would we want to do it uh, half heartedly if you put our heart we can you know increase our uh, outcome by so much because the potential is there everybody has the potential nobody was born mediocre a lot of us chose to become mediocre because of 
I don't know the surrounding not right guidance uh, and all of those things so um really appreciative of your time and the message shital and uh, I would love to bring you back in a year or two uh, with a lot more uh, that would have happened in your company and uh, yes. uh you could be a role model for a lot of people in our community and uh, people who want to take advantage of that you have already shared your connection coordinate so you know with all thank you very much and wish you best of luck and anyway i can support also a phone call away sure thing thanks asan thanks for your time fantastic Thank you for listening to the Empowering Indian Experts podcast with your host Ehsan Ali. Hope you enjoyed the conversation with Sheetal and uh, got some inspiration and ideas on uh, what creates real success in career and business. For me, what I got of Sheetal's story is there are three factors for success. Number one, do what you love. Number two, be in the right environment where you can be constantly challenged and encouraged. And number three is try to be in the field which is still in growth phase, not saturated. So let me know what were your key takeaways and uh, do not hesitate to reach out to me if you are feeling stuck and keen to explore new opportunities. I may be able to assist you myself or connect you with someone who has already gone the path you want to take.